Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Two teens were shot and 15 people were arrested after a large gathering of young people in the loop this weekend turned violent. Video footage shows crowds running through the streets, fights breaking out, and incidents of vandalism. So how can the city help create safe gathering places for young people as we move into the summer months? I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Joining us to discuss is Kara Crutcher, a lawyer for the nonprofit youth organization Good Kids Mad City. Kara, Chicago's downtown, it's undoubtedly a gathering spot for many residents and tourists. So where do you think the conversation should start when we're talking about youth gatherings downtown? Because it's not the gathering that's the problem, but it's that it turned violent. Yeah, so I think the most important thing here is making sure that we're pouring into the young people in the city of Chicago and that we're not demonizing them for gathering downtown. Like you said, lots of folks gather downtown. We live in this beautiful city off of this beautiful lake. Um, They have a right to the city just as much as everyone else. That said, so many young people are not being provided the resources in their neighborhoods that they need in order to, you know, work on skill development, leadership development, et cetera. And the more that we're pouring into those types of programs, for example, the Peace Book, then we have more space for young people to, you know, be involved with each other and build community and yeah. not turn to those other ways of being. Let's dig more into that because, you know, some say that what happened over the weekend calls for more policing. Others are pointing to, as you mentioned, a need for investment in Chicago youth. So put things in context for us here. Is there any youth programming downtown? You just mentioned yeah, so program. so I mentioned the Peace Book. First, I'll say um, it, it's important. You know, I was kind of skimming through an article this morning in preparation for coming here, and something that stood out to me was that an arrest had not been made relative to the shootings. The arrests were relative, or excuse me, related to other things that were going on. So the you answer, mean, as far as last night's incident, exactly, and, and so Saturdays. I think. It's important here that we aren't turning to more police. We should not be demonizing young people. These are young people that are on the brink of the rest of their lives. They have energy and they need to put that energy someplace. Um, For example, the Peace Book is a piece of legislation that was introduced into city council last week. It is a brilliant, comprehensive uh, approach to pouring into young people. It's youth-led, it's youth-created. GKMC is behind this miraculous piece of legislation, and it was essentially create upwards of 20,000 more jobs for young people. And those jobs include, um, you know, not just your traditional jobs. It's learning about restorative justice. It's building skills to de-escalate uh, instances of violence at the lake, right? It's, it's 
basically saying, hey, we're going to make peace this cool thing Mm -hmm. so that we can live and navigate this city in a healthier and safer way. And what we really need to do as the adults of this city is support them and pour into them. There's a lot to be learned from these young people. And right now, there just simply is not the programming. You're right. I'm I'm trying to get a sense of what actual programming exists now, especially when we think in relation to downtown versus youth programming that exists on on Chicago's south and west sides. Sure. How does that compare? Sure. So, I mean, for one, there's certainly a huge lack of programming on across the city outside of downtown, right? Not simply just on the south or west sides. I think we have to be cautious of that Um, because, you know, there are kids in Rogers Park who need stuff to do, too. Right. 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 Um, And so I, I will say that I don't know every single program downtown. But what I do know is that right now, or at least every summer, because I grew up in Chicago, I kind of came up as a teenager here. Uh, I know that the city is, you know, putting out jobs every summer um, for kids to, to take. That's not enough. There's simply are not enough. Right. Um, and you know how the city is. One day it's 80 degrees and one day it's 30. And so people are going to want to go outside. Mm-hmm. But if they're already in the practice of having a tie to some sort of like skill development or community building type of programming as such as possible with the Peace Book, then when those days come and we're all excited to go outside, we're not navigating the same terrain as if the kids are like in the house all winter with nothing to do or even for parts of the summer with nothing to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There simply just are not enough jobs at this point um, and there's not enough resources. There are not physically enough places for young people to go. And so they're going to do what they what everyone in the city does, which is go outside to the water or go downtown. Is part of the draw to go downtown, you think, that they might feel safer going downtown than in maybe their own neighborhood? You know, I find that hard to believe considering the way that black kids are policed downtown. I would not move or I was not moving downtown feeling safer. And I can't imagine that after this weekend, those kids feel safe considering how the police were navigating and and policing and being violent in that situation as well. Um, But I think what it does come down to is, let's say you live on, you know, 71st and Halstead, there aren't that many places for you to go right. to, you know, play basketball that's safe or to, you know, I don't know, braid your friend's hair. Or do the things that you do when you're a teenager as you're still learning how am I going to develop myself into the adult that's going to navigate in this world. So so I think it's less about coming downtown for safety and more about, I mean, downtown is a beautiful space. There's public transportation. There's food. Um, like it's not a food desert, right? Like they're really basic things that are existing in our communities, such as food deserts, such as buses that won't come on time, yeah. that you are simply not navigating downtown. So the allure is there. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, they are sometimes walking into a space that is less safe for them because of the way that black kids are policed downtown. In a statement, Mayor Lori Lightfoot said that she is working with the city's police department to address these trends of teen gatherings turning violent. Um, Her statement also said in part, parents and guardians must know where their children are and be responsible for their actions. What's your response to that? I mean, I am definitely advocating for parents knowing where their children are. Um, You know, I do think that's complicated by, you know, the... the, Listen, I have teens and I do my very best. Yeah, but it's hard, right? You can't always know. And and look, like I said, I was a teenager and I I get that, that, you know, sometimes you're doing stuff that your parents don't know about at the end of the day. At the same time, this is the same administration that really like hunkered down on policing young people with this curfew that came out in May or that was revamped in May. Um, And so to that, what I would 
would say again is we need to just not be demonizing young people. We really need to be pouring into them. They are the future leaders of the city. They're the folks that have so much brilliance and how to fix the issues that they themselves are dealing with. And if mm-hmm. we're not listening to them, if we're not paying them, if we're not investing in them, they are going to continue doing what all people do when they do not have the resources that they need. Some business owners are calling on the city to reinstate that uh, citywide curfew from last summer. Do you think that would be the right move? Certainly not. Um, you know, I, I represent GKMC. We are still in litigation with the city about this curfew, in fact. The Kids Mad City? Yeah. Um, so we are attacking the curfew um, on the basis of their young people who are engaging in First Amendment activity. So, for example, GKMC, a lot of what they do is work as peacekeepers. They are folks that are, you know, de-escalating conflict. Um, they are interrupting. They are, you know, kind of keeping things chill and cool uh, at their events and kind of like in their neighborhoods, right? And and so that in and of itself is actually First Amendment activity that they have a right to. Uh, the city is not recognizing that type of work as First Amendment activity. They have refused to put in their policy around the curfew that that is protected First Amendment activity, when in fact that is a solution that is going to help young people and that is going to basically disrupt the kinds of things that we saw over the weekend. Is this an opportunity you think to bring trained anti-violence workers to the downtown area? Absolutely. I mean, they can be brought to the entire city. And, you know, at the same time, they don't necessarily need to be adults. We have so many young people that are actually already trained in this and that are going to be able to speak and meet other young people in a way that adults simply aren't going to be able to. And so I think that, you know, yeah, we can use that downtown, but we also can use that all across the city. And we really need to stop or we need to stop dividing the city in kind of this downtown versus everyone else because that's codified language for race and money and all of these other things that we are trying to navigate, right? So, uh, Kara, talk more about uh, some solutions that you think Chicago officials can consider first um, about, you know, structured, supervised opportunities for teens in downtown. Absolutely. Um, You know, I've said it already and I'm going to say it again. I'm a huge advocate for the Peace Book because this is a piece of legislation that I've never seen anything like it before. Um, It does provide that structure that you're commenting on. It provides an outlet for young people to get jobs, for them to develop skills in tech, uh, to develop an app in and around resources for folks that are coming out of juvenile institutions, resources for folks who are victims of police brutality, uh, resources for folks uh, that, that are just navigating communities that are underfunded and under-resourced, essentially. Um, and so even though that is a piece of legislation, and, you know, we live in the society we live in, so we don't pass legislation necessarily right away. Um, but there are things that the city of Chicago can do almost immediately to get on board with the Peace Book, um, especially keeping in mind that mm-hmm. so many of the young people are why, you know, our election went the way that it did. And so this is a prime opportunity to show gratitude and to pour into them. Um, one thing that they can do is simply just increasing the amount of job opportunities for young people. And that's something that we can do immediately. There's funding there. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of folks will say, well, where are we going to get the money from? It's about prioritizing. If we're going to prioritize young people, then the money there. We just need to make the choice to use it on their behalf. Mm. 
talk more about the teens. What have you heard from them about what they want, what they're looking for? Yeah, so... More jobs, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, you know, no teenager is going to be like, I want to work every day, right? I mean... (laughs) I I know they want money. They want money, that's (laughs) true. Again, as a mom of teens. That's true. They want that money. Um, But, 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 you know, we we also want young people to be young people, is what I mean to say. There's so many ways that, especially black kids, they're forced to grow up so fast in this city, and we want young people to have the opportunity to stay being young people. That said, that is why working as, for example, a peacekeeper is an amazing position. You're going to be able to work with people that are your age. You're learning skills that are only going to serve you no matter what you do moving forward in terms of leadership, in terms of, you know, learning how to talk to people, empathy, compassion, development, et cetera. Um, and, and also you are helping your friends. You're helping your neighbors, your family members, your, your the people that you're associating with um, that are also young people throughout the city. It's an amazing way to build a network. Uh, it, it simply just is, is a home run for them. We recently talked on the show about how Grant Park uh, in downtown, it's going to be occupied for most of the summer with various concerts and festivals and events, including this NASCAR street race that's coming in uh, in July. How many of these events are free and teen friendly? You know, I, I actually have no idea off top, but I will say um, just considering what we saw last summer, what we saw you know, this past weekend, I I am concerned about the reality of what policing is going to be downtown. Um, I I don't know off top what events are teen friendly and and what they can come to. But what I do know is when teenagers want to go outside and it's warm, they go outside and there's no stopping that. And so instead of pretending like, oh, we have these events, maybe we should keep them out of downtown. Oh, the, the DNC convention is coming here. Maybe we need to be cautious of young people being in this part of the city or Mm -hmm. on 31st Street Beach. The reality is we have, what, four months of decent weather in Chicago. Uh, three. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's, it's even more important that we're supporting young people in their capacity to and their, their safety so they can not only enjoy the weather, but be productive outside in the weather. And the fact that we're associating like summer with chaos and teens, which is really codified language for black and brown teens, that that can't be the way anymore. We have to change our approach. Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson's uh, transition team, they also put out a statement this weekend. Um, Similar to some of your rhetoric today, it's not constructive to demonize youth who, uh, he said, they've been starved of opportunities in their own communities. So leave us with this. What, What approach do you hope to see from him? when he takes office on the 15th of May? Yeah, I hope that's commitment to passing legislation like the Peace Book specifically. I hope that's commitment to pouring into young people, um, to, you know, diverting funds so that there is an increase in job opportunities for them this summer and that he is just ready to be a part of the conversation and to be held accountable, especially considering how young folks really showed out for him in this election. Um, It seems like that is where we're heading, and I only hope that that's the direction that we actually are heading in. Kara Crutcher is an attorney for Good Kids Mad City. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This episode of Reset was produced by Brenda Ruiz, and it was edited by Ethan Schwab and Stephanie Kim. If you liked this episode, be sure to show us some love and leave us a rating and review. That's all for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk again soon.
Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.